Welcome to Strung Out, the podcast that looks at life through the lens of an artist. Your host is the artist, writer, and musician, Martin Lawrence McCormack. Now here's Martin. Welcome to Strung Out and our Switchback Roundup Edition. For those people wondering what has happened with Switchback, I've got with me my partner, Brian Fitzgerald. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. So what's going on, Brian? I've been working with Marty this whole week. You've heard of Marty McCormack. He lives in Rogers Park. We were trying to do work on some music, me up in Lansing, which is five hours away from where Marty is, and we decided we just got to buckle down and get together. So we've been having an enjoyable and fruitful time developing the new album, and we're excited about it. We've actually written three new songs this week. Yep. Crazy. We thought we were just going to brush up on the ones we already had, uh, but then these new ones took root. So that's great. We're excited. I want to ask you about one way that you like to write songs, and that has to do with the this new song that we're putting out called Maribel. Yeah. Tell the listeners about how that song came about, because it's an interesting song. It's going to be fun for people to know. How you you used this approach before? Sometimes you'll get a you'll get a really good book that has some nice atmospheric and lyrical quality to it. And the atmospheric, you might just have the luck of having a piece of music fall on your lap for whatever reason, depending on what you're doing as a daily engagement with your guitar. So this music came along, and the the book came along at the same time. It's a book by Truman Capote called I believe it's Other Voices, Other Places. But it's a really interesting book about the, these two kids coming of age. And this one kid moves into the neighborhood, a rural area, and a tomboy and a young boy. And they both have troubled homes or personal problems that they're able to share and find a really close bond together. This song really is an emotional release in it. And it's just been it's interesting singing a song in the voice of a girl. Marty and I are, are more and more, we're finding ourselves sharing the vocal responsibility together, either harmonizing or singing unison. And we're excited about it. We're looking forward to presenting it on stage. That way of uh, writing a song has served you well because there's a, a couple other songs. And one I'm thinking of that you wrote, Gunder's Call, right? Was, yeah, it was actually after reading uh, Dr. Shivago. Was that after yeah. Chicago? Okay. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure if the name of the movie was different than the book, but I, I think it is the same, you know, same title. But and the author's name escapes me, but it was a Russian, and uh, but there's just a, just an in-depth look at that, at all the trappings of that kind of warfare, and very similar to our Civil War kind of stuff, just cannons, horses, and men tramping and just suffering all kinds of maladies. <laughs> and just feeling mistrustful of their leader eventually and in some cases and some never even got to use their their rifles they're just coming across the cornfield and that's it lights out but there's another song too that i wrote that i don't even know if marty knows it but i i actually made this song about my two brothers fighting i, I read this book by marjorie kenny rawlings called the sojourner about two brothers one of them goes off and one stays on the farm. And that book provoked that song. I was able to pull a song out of that book, which is nice. 
Am I confusing that along came it's, Bill? Yeah, not yeah. along came Bill. No, that's a different one. But the one the boys will never learn to whistle while they work. Oh, it yeah. seems their last concerns to iron out the quirks. Instead, their tummies turn and frenzy's always on the lurk. It's the cussing of us and back and forth. That's how they get through a day's work. Was uh, Ropeism writing off the um, Kanoka album? Was that, that was there was another Marjorie Kenning Rowling, more like the Yearling. I got the images of the bear. I think it was called Slewfoot. Was this bear that was in right. uh, the Yearling? Yeah, that was definitely got involved with that Ropeism writing, which is just about a, a struggling ranch guy who, who might not be experienced, but he decided to raise his family in a ranch way and. He's got some tough lessons, you know, on the difficulty. Let's play that song right now. A rope as I'm riding off Kanoka. You're listening to the Switchback Roundup on Strung Out. <laughs>
When the night stalk descends To find the bloodhounds upwind Near stalks the hairy tread Oh, With taste for fine swine He's got the pick of the style I hear the cries from bedside Once I make it But even the hounds up ahead Know the last chase always ends With that bare bleeding fit Let me hold Chase here. This Valentine's Day, give someone the gift of art, and Marty will give you the gift of music. Now through February 20th, purchase $75 or more on Marty's website, and he will send you a free copy of the Miss Rack Zoo CD. That's right, it's fun and easy. Simply shop online at martinmccormick.com. Now through February 20th, Make sure your subtotal is $75 or more, and Marty will automatically sweeten the deal and mail you a copy of the Miss Rack Zoo CD for free. Gifts of art and music. I can't think of a better way to say I love you. And we're back. I always like that uh, song because the uh, drummer that we have on that song is just a fantastic drummer. Jim Hines. Jim Hines. Yeah, he's a monster for a wiry guy, small guy. With this pandemic, now that uh, we're coming out of it, uh, some more of the musicians are starting to reveal themselves. You've been in Chicago as we build this album, but you've also been over to see some talent playing over at Fitzgerald's. What's it look like now out there in the performing space? Oh, at, at Fitzgerald's? Mm-hmm. They've got this really cool new room now. It's it's It used to be two rooms, but if anybody that's familiar with Fitzgerald's, there's this thing called the sidebar. And they had a performance space connected to it. So what they did is they tore down the wall dividing these two spaces. And they did it in a great way. I always felt a little cooped up when we performed in that that room. There's people that miss the sidebar being its own entity because there used to be bands playing in there, and that was a cool thing too. But that's gone, That's gone. that option, I, I think. I don't know if you could probably still put a band up in there, but it's just it's got a really neat flow about the room and really good the sound. They put up some sound panelings to absorb sound and it's just the way the stage is very you you feel like it's part of the seating well, what was the audience uh are they masked are they uh, or is it there just was kinda... a combination at mm-hmm. that time i forgot to put my mask on and I, no and i never put it back on mm-hmm. when i was in there the other night but uh, there's a new owner there will and he's doing a hell of a job actually 
just book switch back to do St. Patrick's Day. So this will be the first big blowout St. Patrick's Day in three years. Exactly. It's pretty crazy. It's three years ago that it's we pretty, last uh, yeah. did uh, an Irish show for St. Patrick's. Yeah. So and we de- so we decided to use uh, the time between now and St. Patrick's Day to recalibrate uh, our Celtic approach a little bit. And recalis. Yeah, yeah. Marty's got this really cool room down in his uh, house where it's become our little laboratory. It's working out great. So looking forward to pursuing possibly a double album, you know. We're talking about that idea of an Irish album and what, I don't know if we're Americana. We've spent our whole careers trying to figure out who we are. I always find that kind of funny because the Irish roots we've never abandoned. They've served us well, I think, over the years. And um, so it'll be fun to get back into the traces of playing Irish music. What do you like about Irish music? What do you like about playing it? I like the fact that we're able to put rock and roll elements, bluegrass elements into it. And then let's face it, some of the Irish songs are some of the best songs ever. And people love them. Marty and I cut our teeth on Irish music as to, when we played together for the first time. And we both had rock and roll bands and things like that. So we've always had, had the traditional players, which was great. I'm glad we had that because it, it was strict at that time. But the minute we tried to morph this thing into something a little more switchback-like, there was some resistance from our tra- traditional compadres. So we eventually, that's how we got into the business of switchback, and we thought maybe we would just leave the Irish music behind, possibly. But the Irish music always brought us back in, probably because people love it. And it was a great way to introduce new material that we were playing in maybe Americana music by bookending it with some Celtic stuff that they were going to go be very appreciative of. And people in the Chicago area, that's going to be at Fitzgerald's, we're going to be playing what time in the afternoon there? 3 p.m. Central Time. 3 p.m. Central Time so, at yeah. Fitzgerald's in Chicago. Yeah. That'll be your first chance to see us in the Chicago area in over three years. For people that are closer to the St. Louis area, if you want to make a trip, you can go up to the Grand Theater in Keokuk, Iowa. We're going to be doing a concert there March 5th in the evening. And that'll be an Irish, mainly Irish, though I think we had some requests for Americana too. But um, let's play an Irish song right now. Let's play one of the perennial favorites for fans, and that is the Connemara Man. You're listening to a Switchback Roundup on Strung Out.
never to fade away. Dancing for your sorrow, dancing for your pain, dancing for your broken heart, never to mend again. Connemara man, born by the sea. Connemara man, mighty man is he. Connemara man, Connemara man, Connemara man. Go to martinmccormack.com and sign up for our newsletter. You'll get the latest blog from Marty, information about upcoming podcasts, and what's happening in the gallery. That's martinmccormack.com. We're back, and we are talking about Switchback. A lot of things going on with us. We're rehearsing. It's been fun to rehearse. One of the things that people always asked us, and maybe you can talk about it, Brian, was they always wondered where and when we rehearsed back in the before days. Yeah. Sometimes we would rehearse. I mean, sometimes we would play a show and no one showed up. And they became very... uh, (laughs) What's the word for it? Very productive sessions a lot of times they were songwriting sessions which is great and if somebody did eventually straggle into the room they'd be the first one to hear maybe a new song but we did a lot of performing as we're driving down the road just getting parts together probably the best situation is marty driving i'll play the guitar in front seat nowadays it's great because of the cell phone you have that to capture ideas lyrics but then sometimes I'll be driving and Marty with his beautiful handwriting will get some of the lyrics rounded up that we've been kicking around. And it's just a really good time. It makes the trip very enjoyable because it's probably our favorite thing to do is craft songs. But rehearsal. It's nice to get back in to, to actually rehearse on songs. Yeah. When we had years ago, we did a thing for WTTW and we really made a point like all week we went through that set. And thank God we did because this is a lot of pressure when those cameras go. You, know, you got a five camera setup coming at you. We pulled it off. Let's put it that. Way. But we there's a lot of physical conditioning that goes into playing switchback music. It's like athleticism in some ways. Well, stretch on that a little bit because when you talk about that, people think, yeah, there's the athletic ability, but. What's that other element, a muscle memory kind of thing where... You can't get... Your your arms won't move that, that fast if you don't maintain that that discipline. When we would start a road trip, usually our first night out wasn't our best because yeah. <laughs> we, weren't, we were just getting back in the traces. And so there is a lot... As far as just everything, though, there's a lot of singing going on. There's a lot of movement, kicks, jumping... 
just it's a lot it's a very physical activity being in this band and the mental aspect of it the lyrics are... yeah capers is capers be quiet girl it's amazing the watchdog yeah scared the hell out of me. there's a, there's a young there's a young girl <laughs> walking home from school she looks very menacing right now right that's, that's our, our, our dog. We'll leave that on the podcast because everybody will like that. The yeah. dog. I wanted to talk about uh, uh, that idea of trying to. It's really tough to play and sing and move at the the pace that we usually do things, but it, that creates the uh, blending of that energy. Yeah, our thing is there's two guys that sound like maybe four or five guys sometimes. There's been people that have walked into a shotgun bar in, in Chicago in the early days, and they they couldn't see the band. They could hear them as they're moving through the crowd of people. And when they get to the back room and they see two guys there, they're like, no way. They're surprised, that's all. But it takes a lot of energy to create that kind of a percussive and harmonies and blendings and just... Oh, yeah. You know, the last time that we played in public was up in Green Lake, Wisconsin, and we had done what would have been a normal day for us, yeah, where we did two, two yeah. retirement home, what we used to yeah. call our warm-up shows, and then we did a full two sets, and it was exhausting. Do yeah. you think we'll ever get back to that? Uh, We're already back. <laughs> We're there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you mean uh, that's... The conditioning. Oh, yeah, we'll be fine. No, I, I just think it, it does take a lot of conditioning to be a performer, at least the way that we perform. I think we never got away from a bar attitude about performing, even in performing art centers. We came at it with the idea that you could, just couldn't stand up on stage and strum. You had to really move and, and work that audience to do... You're bidding in some ways. Yeah. They like a floor show. They just do, you know, <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> for what it's worth. But, uh, pick a song, Brian. Any of uh, out of the Switchback uh, Treasury that you want to play? Uh, what's the one about the military guy? Last Lullaby? Okay. Yeah. We'll do Last Lullaby. You're listening to Switchback Roundup on Strung Out. This podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the gifts of support we receive from listeners like you. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not send in your gift of love? Go to martinmccormack.com and click on the donate button. child as we sing the last lullaby all the king's horses and all his men will try to put you back together for the last lullaby Stitch 
finest, deepest blue With silver on your chest as we sing the last lullaby final section here on the switchback roundup we have some dates coming up in the summertime and let's talk a little bit about about that uh, we're trying to figure out what's the best way of moving forward it looks like the at least with the virus it seems to be subsiding right yeah and, and unless there's some new manifestation that's hopefully that's not going to happen hopefully the virus is weakening a little bit in the strains. So that, that would be great for anybody that's in this business of live entertainment. We've got a trip to Colorado coming up in June. June 4th, yeah. we play at the Soil Dove, and we're hoping maybe 
We'll develop a tour out of that. We'll develop a tour, but maybe yeah. that by June we'll have everything ready to release. Yeah, we'll definitely. We'll have that album. We'll have the, maybe not the full double album, but maybe yeah, possibly. Yeah, we should have. We might have a double yeah. album. We're we're toying with the idea of uh, of doing the Irish album and this album, and if we package that together as a a double album, even though. Truthfully, I don't know if CDs are going to come back. Yeah, I, I don't. I just think people want something at the end of the show. They like to get you to sign it, whatever. It's just I don't know what's going to the fate of the CD is. We're never going to be one of those bands that probably carries LPs around. No, it's just too hard to keep those things in good shape. But just the other day with NPR was that the cassette tape is making a comeback, which is. I find very ironic that's what we started years ago. Oh, yeah. We started in the era of cassettes. Absolutely. Our first album was on, two first, first two albums was on. And it was... The Banshees. Yeah, it was a big uh, thing, too, wasn't it, cassettes at that they time? They had good quality. It's analog. I think the thing that I regretted about not having LPs was the vast artwork and yeah. stuff you could put on it, oh, which man. was always fun. But looking forward toward the summer, looking toward these shows, one of the things we were talking about was trying to get like a house concerts going. Yeah. Do you think that's going to be something still to, think, to do or what? Yeah, I think some groups will they'll tell you that's their bread and butter. Doing a house concert circuits, are they're there. You just have to. We have such a nice fan base. We've always been like lucky on the road. A lot of times we rarely need a hotel. Because we have friends that are in Kansas and other parts of the world that just love it when we come and visit, and they cook us a hot meal, and it's just it's ideal. But yeah, all these people are capable of throwing a house concert of of, of some kind, and we're just trying to motivate, you know, move that along, encourage people to think about it right now, and see what happens. One thing our fans have been asking, Brian, is the idea of a return to traveling, touring. We really had it down to an art form. Especially with Ireland, we were. Oh yeah. We were just I think we with Costa Rica, we were just starting to get there, figuring out what to do with Costa Rica. But do you think we should try to get something going for the fans in October, or what's your thoughts? It's possible that it might be able to potentially be there this year. I think we'll know in a month. I really do. I think it's going to take about a month to figure that out. Yeah. And you'd hate to put it together and have to pull the plug on it because they shut down Ireland or something. That has happened. So, mm-hmm. As far as Costa Rica, you could almost promote that two years out because we haven't had the numbers that you really want. And it's a great trip. People should take it. I saw people on Wheel of Fortune win a $9,000 trip to Costa Rica. Ours is not even... I don't even know what the hell our trip was. We were very lucky and fortunate that we had all our tours. Uh, we've always made affordable without yeah. skimping on uh, quality, a, yeah. quality, a good, a good uh, destination, just the right yeah. way of doing it. And it's, believe it or not, it, it does take a lot of work to get that to work. I just remember you have to be very thinking in the larger sense of terms because when you're not engaged in a tour with people at the moment a decision might seem like a prudent decision and we had a squelch uh, trying to fly back from Iceland at three in the morning oh yeah 
There's those things. Those kind of things where you're working with the travel agency and they're trying to find you a good price and we're like, no, you have to be the advocate for the people on the tour. So one of the things, if you're not a switchback fan, that we're good advocates, we really consider our fans our friends and uh, we really enjoy the the company. It's it's not we just show up, we're we're in there with you. And... uh, and our shows, too. And that's why I'm hoping that the house concert thing will take off. It'll offer us an opportunity to get probably into places where we wouldn't be able to go because there aren't performing arts centers that would have us. Right. So that's where things are at right now. Any other things you want to tell the, the, just, the fan just, base? Come, come on out. Stay in touch with us. We're looking forward to the new uh, material coming your way and our way. And uh, can't wait to see you guys if you're in the area, come on out to the Fitzgeralds on St. Patrick's Day, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's right. The 17th of uh, March at Fitzgeralds in Berwyn, Illinois, 3 p.m. And then also in the evening on March the 5th at the Grand Theater in Kiev. And that's the mailman. And that's the mailman. <laughs> and that's our dog. Hey, Capers. Way to go, Capers. Capers. <laughs> Finishes off the, the yeah. You got a good got a good dog song. <laughs> I think we'll finish with "Ain't Going Back." All right. Off the, uh, the very first album, but uh, all right, Capers, that's enough. Lighten up. Ain't going back, Capers. Come here. All right, that's it from from. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. That's it from Switchback. Strung out. And Capers. Thank you for listening. For more information about this show or a transcript, visit martinmccormack.com. While there, sign up for our newsletter. See you next time on Strung Out. It's so surround, it's pain we feel, makes no sense at all.